When we meditate, it is Jesus Christ who is the object of prayer. But at the beginning of a mystic way, it is always God. You begin to wonder where the sacred humanity has gone. It has gone nowhere. It is we who have gone more deeply into the sacred humanity, where, in, with, and through him, we are praying and offering our sufferings with his to the Father. Now our prayer is more powerful than ever before, though we may not feel that we are praying at all. The person who remains faithful to this prayer becomes ever more open to receive the inflow of God's Holy Spirit, who begins a profound purification. This enables us to be more at one with Christ in his act of loving the Father than we have ever been in the past, and more open to receive from the Father the love that draws us relentlessly onward into the life of the three-in-one. Unlike things cannot be united, the selfish cannot be united to the selfless. That is why we have to be purified, so that we can be united with God and come to experience the fullness of love that we desire more than anything else. The beginning of the mystic way, then, is not full of sweetness and light, but of bitterness and darkness, because we are not yet purified enough to experience his presence, but only the presence of the sinfulness and the selfishness that keeps him at bay. That is why so many people pack up prayer at this stage, wrongly believing that they are on the wrong path. Now, at this particular point in our journey, we not only see our sinfulness as never before, but our utter helplessness to do anything about it. That is why St. John of the Cross says that the dark night is an inflow of God into the soul, purging it of its habitual ignorances and imperfections. The experience is not meant to turn us away from God, far from it, but to turn us to Him as the only one who can help us. However, this purification takes some time, months, even many years, depending on commitment to prayer, before we can begin to experience the presence of the Holy Spirit preparing us for union with God. St. Catherine of Siena said that if you haven't any patience at all, it's ten to one that you haven't got any other virtues either, at least that are worth writing home about. She insists that true patience can only be found in prayer. Now, she doesn't just mean praying for patience, though that's a good start, but practicing patience inside of prayer itself. Most of us give up prayer before we have really started, because nothing happens and we are all too impatient to learn how to wait on God. No matter where you begin or how you progress, the time will come when you have done all that you can do, and then you have to learn to wait on God. It is here that we learn by practical experience that it is not we who are in control, but God. He comes when He chooses, not when we choose. Our job is to be ready at all times to receive him. Waiting on God is easy when he seems to be close at hand, listening to all we have to say and granting any request that we make of him. That's what's called cupboard love. 
The real test of love is when we are prepared to go on loving, go on giving, go on waiting, when he seems to be far away, when he doesn't seem to be listening at all, or granting what is asked of him. St. John of the Cross makes it clear that anyone who perseveres in prayer will inevitably come to the place where we have to wait on God in darkness amid dryness and distractions and aridity. Here there will be not only many distractions, but many temptations too against faith, hope and charity. When there's no experience of the presence of God for prolonged periods of time, we begin to ask not just where is God, but is there a God? And if there is no God, what of hope? Only the person who is prepared to persevere, waiting on God despite these temptations, will be purified and refined in such a way that they are ready and prepared to receive the one who comes when you least expect him. That is why the hermit sister Wendy Beckett said that waiting alone in semi-darkness for God to do whatever he pleases sums up what it means to follow Christ. In order to grow to full stature, we not only need to see and accept our weakness, but to experience the love that will enable us to become the person we aspire to become. That is why when we have persevered long enough in the night to show that we are more interested in God than in what we receive from Him, we are at last open to receive the love we need. Because the experience of His love is so delicate initially, we only recognize that we would be spiritually diminished without it. Then, in what St. Teresa of Avila calls the prayer of recollection, a gentle absorption into God begins to develop within us a sense of inner peace, despite the distractions. This experience increases as the awareness of God's action rises in intensity to what she calls prayer of quiet. Then, when the intensity increases to the point where there are no longer any distractions at all to hinder our absorption in God, she calls it the prayer of full union. This is ultimately surpassed when the intensity of God's love cannot be sustained and moments of oblivion or ecstasy occur. These experiences of divine love have a profound effect on the receiver, who is never quite the same again. It not only affects us personally, but others too, who see something of the one whose love we are receiving at work within us. These brief but awesome experiences are but the prelude to a far more permanent experience that doesn't just take place in the head, but envelops the whole person, body and soul. This is sometimes called divinization or theosis in the Eastern Church. In the West, it has been called the transforming union or the mystical marriage. This is preceded by the spiritual betrothals, when you can experience for some of the time what is experienced for most of the time in the mystical marriage. Now, marriage is not the end of love, but a new beginning that should deepen and deepen, in this case, to eternity.
In this, the ultimate experience of God's love on earth, the whole person, heart and mind, body and soul, tangibly feels something of the love that draws them into the vortex of life and love that endlessly revolves between the Father and the Son. This experience gradually becomes permanent. At last, the prayer without ceasing becomes attainable as we continually experience the joy of being caught up in the mutual love that endlessly flows between the Father and the Son. It almost feels as if the very life of the three-in-one open to admit a fourth. Thank you.